بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد ما بردن سيستر برنز مي تو ذا سكند كوشن بيت ما بردن راست مي ان هي سيد ذات there were these arguments between people on whether the in mina and muzdalifa and uh, arafa whether salah is to be combined or not to be combined so first of all let me uh, just say to you what is rasulullah sallallahu alaihi what he said and did and what we are supposed to do um, and uh, it says that uh, and and what the books tell us and this is that uh, in uh, when the pilgrim goes to when the when the haji uh, goes to mina uh, he prays zuhur asar maghrib isha and fajr so this is when you have left makkah you are on the way to uh, you, you there is the wuquf there is a stopping in mina and then you are next day you are going to arafah so that time is you have zuhur asar maghrib isha and fajr and this is prayed by shortening zohar and asar and isha so you pray two rakat of zohar fard you pray two rakat of asar fard and you pray two rakat of isha fard maghrib is three rakat and fajr of course is two rakat already uh, you pray these two two rakat for these salahs without joining you don't combine zohar and asar you do not combine maghrib and isha you pray uh, each of these uh, prayers at its time but you shorten the rakat so instead of praying four rakat of zuhur you pray two rakat at the time of zuhur then you wait until asar time and in asar time you pray two rakat of asar instead of four rakat maghrib you pray at its time three rakat and then isha you pray instead of four rakat you pray two rakat of isha and then fajr you pray fajr uh, witr of course you pray then next day you go to arafa and there in arafa you pray zuhur and asar at the time of zuhur uh, you which is you pray qasar and jama so you pray two rakat of zuhur and two rakat of asar and you pray you combine this at and you pray this at the time of zuhur um and then you wait and you stay in uh, arafa in the in the, in the uh, boundaries of arafa that's be very clear about that masjid uh, al-namara is there and the and of course the 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 plain of arafa but uh, and there are big uh, boards there showing the boundary if you step outside the boundary of arafa your hajj is gone so don't do that stay in, within the boundary of arafa so now you pray zuhur and asar two two rakat each and you combine them in mina you did not combine them in arafa you combine them then um uh, you go to muzdalifa now at muzdalifa you go at the time of maghrib but you don't pray maghrib in arafa right you leave maghrib you go to muzdalifa and in muzdalifa you pray uh, maghrib and you pray isha right and uh, you can you can combine uh, maghrib and isha or you can pray maghrib and uh, you know if you get that uh, usually you don't get to muzdalifa in, in time for that but anyway so you pray you pray uh, maghrib and isha in muzdalifa uh, and then you also pray fajr in muzdalifa and after that you go to uh, you go to, you you get back to mina uh, after uh, fajr now this is the 
this is what you should be doing. The question, however, is what about all these arguments? Now, the arguments, first of all, you might say, why is there even an argument? If all of this is so clear, the argument is because uh, of the uh, rules that different madhavs have, uh, have, have ruled, uh, the, the rulings of the different madhavs based on the issue of shortening of prayers. So, this is uh, not only related to Hajj, but the issue of shortening of prayers. In the Hanafi Madhab, if, you are, if your travel is for uh, 14 days, uh, it, it, if it is for more than 14 days, then you are allowed to shorten your, uh, uh, you are allowed to shorten your prayer. Uh, no, if, you are, if your travel is for more than 14 days, you are not allowed to shorten. You pray the full prayer, but if it is for less than 14 days, you are allowed to shorten. In the Shafi Madhab, it is four days. Now, uh, therefore, the, the, the ruling of, uh, you know, of Imam Hanifa is that uh, the, the, this is, and also depends on the distance. So, the distance is, if it is 80 kilometers uh, or, uh, or more, then you can shorten your prayer. If it is less than 80 kilometers, you cannot. So, in the Hanafi fiqh, uh, because the distance between Makkah, First of all, you are you become mukhim in Makkah. Uh, you are staying in Makkah. You are not a traveler because you have come and stayed in Makkah. And in the Shafi Madhab, you are there for you know already there for more than four days. Uh, so they treat it as you are a resident of Makkah, and uh, you are traveling between Makkah and, and Mina is certainly not 80 kilometers. It's, it's very short. So therefore, you are you are a mukim. You are not a traveler. Therefore, you do not shorten your prayer, and of course, you do not combine your prayer. This is one ruling. The other ruling is no, you do that because the rulings for Hajj are special. They are not the usual ruling for shortening of prayer because of the, of being a traveler. Now, question is this: question is, what must you do as uh, a member of a group which has gone for Hajj? My advice to you is. As a member of the group, follow what that group is doing. That group is usually led by an alim. Alhamdulillah, follow what they are doing. Now, there are two, and, and don't argue, don't create a fitna. There are two reasons I am saying that. First of all, in the Hajj of Rasulullah one of the things we know about this Hajj is that many Sahaba, remember these were people, many of them came for the first time to uh, for Hajj. And all of them were doing it for the first time with Rasulullah Right? So, they were people who were not so sure about what are the actual rules and so on. So, people came to him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, throughout and said, Ya Rasulullah, I did not stop in Mina. He said, Labas. He said, I did not do this. I said, somebody said, I did this first. He said, I did that first and so on. For everything, Rasulullah said, Labas. He said, No problem, no problem, no problem. The only thing that Rasulullah insisted on and said that if you do not do that, there is no Hajj. And that is the standing in Arafah. He said, The one who has not gone to Arafah, the one who has not stood in Arafah, for him there is no Hajj. But other than that, Rasulullah allowed everything. So, inshallah, whether you shortened your prayer or you prayed for rakat, inshallah, your hajj is valid, your prayer is valid. You are not an alim. You are not, and if you are an alim, forgive me, I'm not talking to you. Um, I'm talking to the people like me who are not ulama. So if you say that, if so I'm not an alim, I follow an alim, whoever is the alim there, uh, if he is doing something, 
and if the people are following him then i follow him inshallah i ask allah to forgive me and forgive my shortcomings inshallah my salah is valid inshallah my hajj is valid number 1 number 2 the reason why we must not argue and so on is that to create a fitna to create an argument to create all this this is haram allah first of all allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said la la jidala fil hajj he said do not argue don't fight in hajj so that itself is a is a is a is a big a uh, prohibition for a second thing is this is one of the ways in which shaitan destroys your amal you have gone you have gone there for the zikr of allah you have gone there for only one purpose which is that allah should forgive you you have gone there you have taken all the time and trouble to travel all the way thousands of kilometers from your country you have taken time off from your work from your family you are spending considerable amounts of money right you are going to considerable amount of inconvenience and pain and suffering to get there and to do hajj and shaitan wants to destroy all of that by getting you involved in stupid arguments that have no value whatsoever if you win the argument it means nothing if you lose the argument it means nothing so do not argue just do whatever is happening and ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you if whatever is happening was wrong unless you see something which is obviously clearly haram don't do it i mean obviously don't do that but things like this which is whether to pray two rakat or four rakat or whether to combine not to combine alhamdulillah if you did it it is good if you did not do it it is also good so don't get involved in this alhamdulillah all the rulings of all the four imams are correct and we accept them we don't go fatwa shopping we don't go from one imam to other to the other one uh, you know uh, hopping and skipping like a like a rabbit we follow one imam alhamdulillah but we don't follow one imam by saying that the other imam is wrong that to follow the other imam is haram this is all of these are signs of gross ignorance and complete lack of adab and complete lack of tarbiya wa tazkiya so please do not fall into any of these arguments all of these arguments are purely purely from shaitan and they have only one purpose which is to destroy your amal is to destroy our amal and to sow discord with our brothers and sisters in a place where we should be together subhanallah how evil is it if we cannot even agree and cannot even be one umma during hajj how terrible how evil how shameful it is if even during hajj we have to argue and we have to fight and we have to do this and that and we cannot be together as brothers and sisters in islam just think about that how horrible it is so please do not fall into this trap i know hajj is over so this is uh, i wish somebody had asked me this question before but anyway keep it and listen to it next time you go for hajj or tell people who are going for hajj the next time please do not argue follow whatever is happening alhamdulillah inshallah it is all good follow the maulvi the imam the sheikh the maulana whoever is there alhamdulillah they are good people they have taqwa they know what they are doing you follow them and we ask allah subhanahu wa taala to forgive our mistakes if we make any mistakes and this is the reason why we are there to ask the forgiveness of allah subhanahu wa taala wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa alihi wa sahbihi ajmain bi rahmatika ar rahim